Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 546 for the week of June 13, 2020. I'm your host, Chris Privetier, bringing you the week's RPG news, reviews. Oh, but I, you know, we never do a good job of reviews. Here's your review this uh, week. PS5 stinks. reveal. Oh, this week is amazing. We had a PS5 uh, reveal. Actual gameplay footage that didn't look like it sucked. Yeah. For the most part. Continuing the trend of not sucking, we've got Jonathan Stringer. I certainly do not suck. Yeah. Kelly Ryan. Eh, I always suck sometimes. And Josh Carpenter, who I think I should sue for false advertising, because I've never seen you build anything. No? Well, no. I got, I got some civs, so maybe I'll build a civilization. Mm. I just want to play civ all day now. <laughs> <laughs> what's wrong with me? Or is that what's supposed to happen? <laughs> The curse of the Civ. The curse of the Civ. All right, I'm going to talk Just about what I've been. Turn. I'm going to talk about what I've been playing because it's all been Civ Six for the most part. My copy for the Switch arrived, so I've been playing on Switch, and like they did a good job of putting the controls on the Switch. But oh my gosh, that game runs slow on the Switch compared to my computer. Yes, it, yes, it does. Uh, I'm, I've been sitting there like, should I buy all the expansions so I can do all the things on both my computer and the PC? I figure out how to transfer saves back and forth. And ultimately, I'm thinking, nah, maybe not invest any more money in this version because, man, the Switch is barely keeping up. Um, also, like, the the cloud saves are unreliable, <laughs> let's just say. Mm. Sometimes the Switch saves it to the cloud when you tell it to. Sometimes it doesn't, and you have to save it locally, restart the game, save it again, and then it'll show up in the cloud the problem is the switch is slow, so restarting the game, that's like a two to three minute experience. And like, for frick's sake, <laughs> I just want you to switch it to the PC because I'm tired of being slow. And you're telling me I have to go through even more slowness to get there. Ah! See, I mostly spent money on the Switch version so that I could uh, practice my strategy in bed. Yeah. And then I realized that, you know, maybe it'd be better to just like put it on my laptop. I mean, but the thing is, like, it works well in the bed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, all right, as much as I'm complaining, and, it works, and I want to play Switch. So what they really need is Civ Six on iPad. Yeah. With cross-save. And given that there is a Civ game on mobile devices, or at least there was, Civ Revolutions 1 and 2, I think, yeah. came out there. And, like, all right, real talk, guys. Why does nobody put out high-end games for mobile devices? Like, there's a handful, but, like, the AAA developers don't put out, like, a real Civ game with real Civ graphics that scale all the way to the top end of what my device can do. Why don't they do that? Um, Apple Arcade? Isn't that your answer right there? Well, didn't, there's, like, no, nobody... None of the games are on there! No, I know that, but didn't, like, nobody give a crap about Apple Arcade? Yeah. But that was subscription. Yeah. I want to pay 40 but, bucks for Civ 6 on my iPad and I, get the real game. Like, I want to pay I mean, the Square Enix task, tax for real, but I can't. I I don't know because Civ does seem like the, those kind of strategy games seem perfect for an iPad. But, I mean, you know, like, we're, we're just stuck in the, the mobile thing where no, the only thing that works on mobile is uh, oh. things with microtransactions that they can make a ton of money off of whales. Uh, um, yeah. Guys. Guys, mm. Civ 6 is on the uh, iPad. 
You're kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> so much for that discussion. Um, does it have How cross much? save? You may have a problem. It's, um, I don't know. Um, I bought it at some point on sale. It looks like. It might be 20 bucks. The newest expansion, yeah, Civ 6 full game is $20. So it's free to start. It's one of those things where they let you download it and decide you want to give them all your money. 20 bucks for the game, 30 bucks for the first expansion, 40 bucks for the second expansion, and then all these packs are 5 bucks a piece. So there's no bundle, which is some BS, by the way. Like, the lack of bundles and sales on the App Store, I mean, that's the reason why it's garbage, I guess, in that regard. Um, uh, unfortunately, I'm um, in the Android environment, and all they have is Civ Two. <laughs> oh, or Civ Rev. I'm sorry, Civ Rev Two, not Civ Okay, 2. so Civ Rev Two is a good game. Um, it's just not Civ Six. Yeah. So unfortunately, I'm stuck on Switch unless I buy an iPad, but I don't really want an iPad. Well, that's a very would... so. Here's the one thing, Kelly. If you jump into an iPad just for Civ Six. After how much money you've paid for the iPad, buying all the game and expansions will feel like nothing. <laughs> yeah, but then I have an iPad. Yeah, well, that would be terrible. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. What are we saying? I, I think iPads are overpriced. Okay. That's why I tend to run Android devices because they, they're cheaper and they don't have proprietary accessories. Hmm. That's totally fair. I mean, am I am I wrong? No. No. Some <laughs> so, all right, so here's some issues with Civ Six on iPad. Number one, the update cadence is a lot slower. The last update was six months ago. No word on the, the season pass. And they don't have, as far as I can tell, any of the cross play. Ah, that's um, a big problem. Because that's part of what you'd want it for. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'd want to do it with the crossplay. Cross yeah, and I don't see it. Apple does not allow family sharing for in-app purchases. Therefore, the full game unlock does not support family sharing. Oh, I like that. Just throwing it on Apple. <laughs> 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 I wish they did. Um, let's see. The, the funny part is the same company that did this iPad port is the company that did the Switch port, Aspire. So, they tend in to do a good theory, job. In theory, couldn't you get like a Windows tablet and just like do the Windows version? Well, yeah, but that's the same thing as you getting an iPad. Like, I'm gonna invest a bunch on on a Surface tablet. Mm, no, not for Civ. <laughs> I'll play <Yeah>. something else. <laughs> right. I was just curious if it was an option. I wasn't saying that it was an economical option. No, just yeah. if it was an option. Absolutely an option. Um, you get a Surface 3, eh, I guess whatever best Surface GPU you could get, and then go with that. Yeah. Um, hmm. Someone must buy them. They keep selling them. This is interesting. I'm tempted now to see if the iPad version's just better. Um, also, I don't know if it supports controller. Which is, hmm. at this point, there's kind of no excuse. You should support controller on iPad. And like Apple Arcade kind of made that a thing too. So like I'll try that out and get back to you. Ah, uh, Civ Six. Two year old game. 
Still talking about it today. Yeah, so, yeah, last night you were picking fights with Gandhi. I picked uh, a fight with Gandhi because he had one city. I'm like, this is going to be no problem. Turns out Gandhi has elephants. The elephants <laughs> were a problem. Hey, I picked a fight with Russia because Russia was trying to bully, bully me into giving them money. And I have I not seen Russia money. be polite in any game I've played so far. And I'm like, are they just anti-Russia at, at Firaxis or wherever this is made now? I don't know. <sighs> I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Stringer put me onto a game a couple weeks ago and said, hey, you like Civ Six so far. You should try mm-hmm. out Old World. Oh, yeah, did you try it? I tried it. That game is not done, Jonathan. It's not. <laughs> and it feels not done. Um, it doesn't play the best yet um as far as a technical perspective it's mostly there though um you can tell it's early access it's on epic game store Uh, i did pick it up i tried it out i'm like yeah this feels like a civ game only not civ and unfortunately my my ultimate takeaway was like yeah it's um i guess it's slightly more civ 4 feeling than civ 6 Civ 5 but like ultimately when i stopped playing it it was like i want to play more civ 6 i didn't think i want to play more old world so I wasn't seeing the appeal. I do know that there's a different system. Oh, I'm trying to remember now. Wow. I, did, I haven't played it since last weekend, so now I'm forgetting details. You get the Can Crusader you... Kings, like, uh, yeah. ruler stuff. There's some progress. some ruler stuff. Yeah. It's not as deep as Crusader Kings. Oh, no, not at all. It's got aspects of both. Yeah. So that's what they're going for. Um, oh, right. I had to, like, please everybody. Like, this city is this family's, and this city is this family's. And if you put them out in, in, in an unbalanced way, this family gets mad at you for ignoring their contributions to your society. And I thought that was fun. <laughs> um, so, yeah. You kind of only rule your city or cities. I, I didn't get far enough to know how it works once you've got, like, ten. Um, yeah. But other than that, it was like, yeah, this is Civ. <laughs> and after the tech issues were like, yeah, this is still not done here and there. And like, oh, I want to see this and judge it when it's done. So I decided to say, you know, maybe I'll just go play more Civ 6 and come back to this when it's finished. <laughs> but I did try it. I want you to know. I did too. And I liked so far. I had another still adding content. So it's one of those things. When are they going to finish? I don't know. So it's, it's it's from a guy who was the lead designer of Civ 4 and Offworld Trading Company. I never played Offworld Trading Company. Was that any good? Must have been. Just, I, I never did it, so I don't know. All right. Well, that's all I played. So and more Sudoku, but that's boring. What did you play, Kelly? Uh, more Terraria because, once again, I was stuck helping trying to troubleshoot our uh rpg backtrack issues mm. be because we've had like multiple recording problems lately and that hasn't been fun so i volunteered to kind of sit around bs with phil um phil willis our rpg backtrack guy while he troubleshoots why our recordings suck um i help too reason, yeah you help too because um, for some reason, like whenever he he tries to record, like his vocal track gets off sync from everybody else's, so it sounds like he's talking over us when in actuality it's the audio track. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'm just 
sitting at my computer kind of twiddling my thumb. So it's like, okay, well, might as well pull up Terraria and build stuff. And if you look on my Twitter, RedRock963, um, I built like a huge My Little Pony inspired castle in Terraria. Um, t- took me a while um, using like very the various in-game tools, which there is actually a build mod, but it doesn't support 1.4 right now. So I had to do all of it by hand, and that was very frustrating, especially since you have limited inventory and you have to like actually maneuver your character around to be able to build anything. But I made a pretty pretty cool castle, and um, everybody I've shown it shown it to so far seems to dig how it looks. And right now I'm trying to make um, houses for all of my NPCs because um, in the 1.4 update, your NPCs have uh, living preferences now of like what biomes they prefer, um, who they like to have a room with, um, stuff like that. Like they're actually besties in this game, like the... Um, the tavern keep and the demolition man are like best friends so that you could put them in a room together. So right now I'm trying to build a tavern. Um, what else? Uh, I don't know how familiar you guys are with Terraria. Only from yeah. watching you play. <laughs> yeah, very little. See, Chris, I think you would like Terraria. Oh, would I? Yeah. But I don't have time for another game. I don't have time for any game. All right, where's Terraria? Let's find it. I have it. <laughs> Do I need, like, a bunch of expansions, or is it just by itself? It's by itself. You, I mean, you could download mods, but you don't have to have them. I don't know. Only 39 friends on my list have played this game. <laughs> is that enough Only people? 39? Only 39. <laughs> Um, the thing I like about Terraria, it's that it's all of the fun of Minecraft, but without, like, the huge time investment. I mean, you're still capable of putting hundreds of hours into Terraria, don't get me wrong, but the game is, like, less in scope as Minecraft since it's all 2D. Mm. Um, This game would like me to believe that I could play it via Steam Link on my iPhone. uh That seems unlikely to me. <laughs> I guess it would work. It just feels like that wouldn't be fun. Um, I assume it works with a controller because they had like PS4 and Steam Link does. It, right? Yeah, Steam Link works yeah. with controllers. So. Funnily enough, like one of the most broken yet fun versions of that game is the 3- 3DS version because to compensate for the limited controls, they gave you. Um, like automatic lock on so it it pretty much broke every boss fight in the game since you could just you didn't have to worry about aiming you could just like auto spam your ranged attacks and (laughs) this thing um, kelly this game is 200 megabytes yeah it's a it's a tiny game (laughs) it's like incredibly Um, tiny Uh, according to my husband who looked at the source code it's also programmed like crap too i'm not shocked (laughs) <laughs> how did he look at the source code? I can't remember how. No. Or I, I just leaked. I don't know if it leaked or if he just like looked into it. But he was like, "Yeah, 
this is, game is not optimized very well. Um, of course, that was like several years ago when it first launched. So I don't know if it's been optimized. Oh, since. Kelly, let me tell you something about programmers. If they don't have to go back and fix all the old code, they're going to work on new things that will make them money. Okay. So um, it's not that I believe they didn't for sure. I'm just going to say, don't get your expectations up. Yeah, and Vaughn is like, can confirm, that's how he looked at it, was a decompiler, and he also said, <laughs> nope, <"Can> <laughs> nope, programmers don't fix stuff. <laughs> and now he's posting code. He's posting code. <laughs> All right. My husband, everyone, hey, you want, you want tips to how to break the magic of your video game experience? Marry a programmer. They will ruin all of the magic for you. Oh, I just installed Cheat Engine, but sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I, that, I've been playing that, and I've been playing Stella Glow. Mm -hmm. um, that's a 3DS strategy RPG for those that don't know. Um, I've actually been picking at that game for like months, but I haven't talked about it at all on the cast, mostly because um, like I would get through maybe like one battle a week or something like that, maybe like two battles a week. It was something that I just kind of picked up when I didn't feel like playing anything else. And now I'm at the end game where I'm like in the last two chapters and I'm trying to finish it because you know, when you've been picking at a game for like a year and you see an end inside, it's like, okay, I just want this to be done. And don't get me wrong, I think I love the game. I think it's a fun game and stuff. It's just, I haven't, you know, working from home, I don't really have to commute anymore. So I don't have to, um, you know, I don't really have a reason to pick up my 3DS anymore. So I just haven't played that game very much. And plus, I've. <laughs> I've pretty much gone full switch <laughs> and I, I wish Anna was around because Anna really loved the hell out of that game. And eventually I would like to do a backtrack on it, but I, I think I'm the only one on the main backtrack cast that's actually played it. Yep. I'd, I'd have to ask, uh, Cassandra. I you own it, but I haven't played it. I used to be on the main backtrack cast, but like, the last few years, they've all played games I've never played before. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, you tend to be our like Sega and Western RPG guy, and I'm our weird, obscure yeah. RPG person. Um, Josh is the Yakuza. Uh, what? Oh, the, the Yakuza Falcom guy, of course. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm I'm like I will happily play Witch in the Hundred Night for the bit just to get a backtrack out of it because that'll be entertaining. <laughs> oh man, you want to hear my pain? Yeah, that's so mean. <laughs> get Peter on for that one. He He's already loves Witch in the Hundred no. Night. <laughs> He's like, no, I won't even go on to complain about it. <laughs> he, he, he he noped out of that before he even chance to had a chance to say yes, huh? Yep. yep. It's like pre-wrote in. By the way, when you do one for this game, the answer is no. No. Because, <laughs> you know, doing backtracks for mad games is just kind of mad. Doing backtracks for bad games is entertainment. <laughs> 
it's a bloodbath when we do a uh, just a horrible game. As a matter of fact, I think one of the first games I ever talked about on one of my first episodes of Backtrack was um, Lunar Dragon Song. Because <laughs> we, we were doing Lunar 2. And... I have not heard good things about that game. Yeah, we were doing one or two, and it's like we're never going to get a chance to talk about Dragon Song, so let's talk about it. Um, that game is a pile of garbage. <laughs> There's no sugarcoating it. That game is a turd. It's <laughs> funny. Yeah, but I I haven't been playing a whole lot this week. Sugarcoated turd. Uh, <laughs> that's a title. That's, Ugh. That that's not a turd that I would want to look at. No. No, thank you. Um, so, what kind of sugar-coated turds have you guys been playing this week? Tell us about them, Josh. Uh, pretty much the only thing I've been playing has been, uh, since, since I finished uh, you know the epilogue in uh, Xenoblade Definitive Edition, I just dry- went right into Xenoblade Chronicles 2. And... Uh, Holy cow, boy! They, they you, you get the when you play those games back to back, you get the real. You really noticed how much they changed the art style between mm. those mm-hmm. games. <laughs> I can't. I'm trying to remember now if that was a more. Yeah, you know, I, I don't even remember the art style as well in Xenoblade Chronicles X to to remember was that a progression or did they just go completely from like a much more realistic to much more you know like cartoonish anime. I think look. everyone's purged uh, Chronicles X from their memory, so I yeah, I think so. That's the problem. I couldn't remember either. <laughs> I played like 30 hours of that game, and I could not remember really the um... art style very well anymore. You know, now now that I'm thinking about, it, I wanted to say yes. It it was a little bit of a transition. Cause, that's what I was um, thinking, but I wasn't sure. Hang on, let me look it up because now I'm not 100 <laughs> percent sure. But I mean, in Xenoblade Chronicles too, they're like full on anime characters, and in one, I mean, they're kind of anime, but not like anime anime. No, no, yeah, it's it's a more much more realistic looking you know, stylized look than uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, which is just much more cartoonish and uh, softer in the character models. Yeah, because you, you know when the post-game um, Shulk and Rex beat up? Oh, okay, yeah. And I don't really consider that a spoiler because it's just kind of like a side thing so that you can get Shulk as a blade. The blade, yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, their art styles kind of stuck together is pretty jarring. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine playing it back to back. And I, I'm playing Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I'm def- definitely missing the because uh, they added that in Definitive Edition where it just draws you a line on the map how to get to your next waypoint for mm-hmm. your, uh, you know, for whatever either main quest or side quest. And so, yeah, uh, they don't have that in Xenoblade Chronicles 2. And so I'm back stuck to trying to figure out. There, there are those instances where you've got a lot of different elevations on the map and you it's just sometimes a nightmare to figure out okay where where the heck am i supposed to be going here you know it just gives you a cardinal direction and tells you you're you know whatever many meters away and like okay but yeah how do i get there there's a giant cliff between me and where i need to go so obviously this isn't the right way how do i how do i have to you you have to do a lot of exploring around to find figure out which way you're going here's the otherwise like i mean yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Here's the yeah. general vicinity. Have fun figuring out. Yeah. 
and sometimes there's fun and you know sometimes it's i mean those like i said like i said the other week like those games are a lot about exploration and the Mm -hmm. art style of the the world that you're exploring so i mean i enjoy that for the most part but every once in a while i do get kind of frustrated when i just can't figure out where the heck i'm supposed to be going (laughs) how are how annoyed are you yet at the rng of trying to get blades uh not too yet but then again i'm playing on easy so it hasn't really like i don't know i haven't run into anything where i haven't spent a bunch of time trying to get blades and i haven't been punished by the game yet for not having a bunch of different blades so i don't know if that time is coming like i'm at the end of i just finished chapter three last night so i'm like 15 hours in something like that so like i've done a little bit of that there is a that game definitely has like a ton of different subsystems going on. And you do kind of wonder like, did they really need the gotcha mechanics for both? Like <laughs> both, you know, like you have the essentially like a gotcha mechanic with a little uh, mini game tacked on where you're like diving for different items and materials where you may have a chance of pulling up one of those crystals that would give you a blade. And then it, it seems like, I assume it's totally random on, whether what kind of blade you get once you actually open those crystals mm-hmm. you know like they have the different levels of crystals that kind of give you like different i don't know if it's just different chances or different uh categories of blades that you can unlock um it's different it so like the legendary crystal cores have the highest chance of giving you one of the rare ones yeah but um there's like you get these like justice crystals and courage crystals and stuff and you can kind of up your chances with those crystals a little bit mm-hmm. um but for, for the most part yeah it's, it's like pure chance <laughs> yeah it, it's one of those things where i'm just like i don't know that the game necessarily needed that but on on the flip side like at least so far from what i've gotten into the game like if you're if you're okay playing on easy, it doesn't seem like it punishes you too much for not like delving deeply into that, the, the gotcha side of the gameplay. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, by the time you finish the game, a lot of the story blades you get are going to be fine for what you're trying to do. And, um, I don't really consider this a spoiler, but um, towards the end of the game, Rex gets the ability to um, use any blade in the game. What? Oh, no. (laughs) No, I think that is I think that is damn important to know, because at that point, if if you don't know that you're going to waste a lot of blades on Rex. Yeah. Um, not realizing that y- at least you can change his loadout later. So at the very least, you cannot have to worry so much about um, bonding them evenly to the other characters because that's one of my ba- main beefs with that game is you know why did they make it so that you the blades, which is the main combat system, are only locked to one character except one character later in the game. That is good to know. That way, basically, I won't bother as much with Rex because, yeah. like, if I get access later in the game anyway, why, yeah. why bother like doing it as much with him? Yeah, and I spend them all on Nia and other players. Yeah, yeah, and ideally, you kind of want like a wide swath of like elementals and uh, or elemental properties and um, what's the other thing? The weapon types. Yeah. 
So yeah, I, I got I got to start working. Listen, there's one thing that, that matters sure in Xenoblade Chronicles too. There's only one thing that matters. Yeah, Poppy in a maid costume. <laughs> I think I just saw the first bit of like the side stories on that where Poppy was trying to teach uh, uh, Pyra about being a maid mm-hmm. and being properly cute. So I just got one of those side stories. <laughs> like it, it is like it's it's also like playing them back to back. It feels like Xenoblade was almost targeting like a slightly older audience. And this one is I, I don't know what Rex's age is supposed to be, but he feels more like the the 12 year old shonen protagonist, whereas, uh, you know, the the cast in uh, the original Xenoblade felt a little bit more like teenage young adult mm-hmm. right yeah. i could be totally wrong about that but no i can so totally see that i wonder if it's just the voice acting could be that plays into that a little bit and uh, along with the art style it mm-hmm. just kind of gives me that feel and so the, the you know like playing these back to back it's just like it, it definitely cements for me that like oh yeah i like xenoblade chronicles a little bit more than xenoblade chronicles 2 mm-hmm. especially especially with the uh, tweaks they made with definitive to kind of like fix at least some of the the gameplay or you know some of the uh some of the gameplay issues in in the original and and actually to make it not look like butt like it did. <laughs> yeah like yeah. It especially does in, in retrospect <laughs> yeah well they couldn't help it you know like the yeah. 3ds screen was like 240p what could they do <laughs> yeah that game did not age very well when they um put it on the 3ds nor on the wii version so yeah. i'm I'm glad they had a chance to at least make it look better. Oh, no kidding. I'd, I'd be curious to play Xenoblade Chronicles X if they do a, a port of that to the Switch, because that one just kind of like fell in between the cracks for me. I played a decent <laughs> chunk of it, but, you know, it just kind of like slipped between with a bunch of other games that came out that year. Plus, you know, Wii U. Who had a Wii U? Yeah, no no one has a Wii U. Like, my Wii U died, so I can't play it anymore. Really? It died? Yeah, oh, yeah, it died. Wow. That's why I never finished uh, 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 Breath of the Wild because I was playing it on Wii U and got like forty or fifty hours in, and then it just died. And I just haven't. I don't even know if they still have the program to fix them or not. <laughs> Maybe I ought to look into it. But ah, uh, well. But uh, otherwise, well, yeah, I've been enjoying Xenoblade Chronicles too. It's been fun. But that's pretty it, much all it, I've been doing. It's a fun little game. I, I was. I definitely enjoyed my time with it. I'm still not crazy about the combat system in Xenoblade. It's a, it's just, you know, it's that MMO style system. It's just mm-hmm. a little too hands off my taste, but it's fine. <laughs> I'm playing it on easy and just enjoying exploring that the the you know the crazy worlds that they come up with for mm. Xeno. Yeah, and um, I I felt like uh, Xenoblade Two was a little bit bigger, felt a little bit bigger in scope, mainly because you go to so many different environments. Yeah. There's definitely that, although you do kind of lose like the, the 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 forward momentum. I mean, that was the thing you had in Xenoblade Chronicles is that every so often, you know, you're popping back out on the outside of the Titan and then you can kind of see like, OK, I'm going to the head next or, oh, I'm going to go to that blade. I'm going to go across to the Mechonis at some point that, you know, like you you had that kind of like uh, that, that sense of progression and, and sense of accomplishment each time you got a little bit t- higher on the Macon- uh, on the Bionis, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you, you do lose that in this one since you 
you're, you're just going to all these different places. It lets them be a little bit more, you know, they get to be a little bit more experimental with the different environments they have, but you lose mm-hmm. that sense of progression that you had in the first game. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I just, I, I liked a lot of the different areas you went to, like the Desert Titan and the one kind of quote-unquote Water Titan that you went to where there was this huge river that you had to explore. Um, and and that, that one Forest Titan, too. It, it was all really neat. Yeah. It, it, it's been an interesting variety so far, for sure. I also love the fact that you actually live on the back of the Titan at the beginning <laughs> yeah, of the that's game. that's really cool. That whole idea of, like, we're, we're just, like, in, you know, like, taking over these giant beasts and we're just going to kind of symbiotically live, w- live with them and on top of them, living mm-hmm. ones rather than the dead ones we had in uh, uh, Xenoblade. Mm-hmm. Well... But that's enough Xenoblade. That's Jonathan's enough Xenoblade. All right. I think so. Right, Unless so you got something to add. I got. I'm just looking through the sale for the Sony thing, but we haven't talked about the Sony thing. So, <laughs> let's talk to Jonathan. He's been playing cool games. Yeah. Yeah. So, start working or continue working on XCOM Chimera Squadron. Um, How far are you into that? Are you? So uh... I. Defeat. I restarted it, and then I beat my first uh, alien group of three, and I've unlocked oh. Atlas or whatever. Yeah. And so I did that, and that wasn't too bad. I remember the first one I played. It was the I can't remember their names. The I first, can't remember the three different groups either. One of them. <laughs> I, really I'm starting on the Psionic guys now. The first one, I was fighting um, the one for lizard people. Oh yeah yeah. yeah. The ones that there was funneling guns, and I beat them. And that what the last mission wasn't too bad. I failed the first time because it starts off the guy ran over there and hit the console, and I'm like I lost like right away. Like it was pretty quick. So how to stop him? So I used the sticky grenade to knock him off course uh, from that one guy, and then I was able to go and and stop them from from getting out. And I ran my uh, Zephyr girl, the one that's melee, yeah. over to the console. So anyone that ran by, she got like free attacks. So that helped a bunch, too. So she's pretty powerful now that you get her uh, promoted a little. Um, so I, I'm on to the psionic guys now uh, to do the, to do those missions. So so far, so good. Enjoying it. Um, the other cool thing I started playing uh, was Streets of Rage 4. So uh, the Xbox Pass right now is only a dollar for the first month on PC. And it's yeah. $5 a month after that. And it unlocks a whole bunch of games. So to me... We're talking about console stuff. I'm, I have no reason to ever buy an Xbox again because I can just get everything <laughs> on my PC for $5 a month. Yeah. <laughs> so I did that. Game Pass to, is crazy good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just is. I did that to get uh, Streets of Rage 4 primarily and start playing that. Um, I ordered it on Limited Run to get like a Switch mm-hmm. copy, but uh, playing it on PC now. And uh, I remember back when I first saw the announcement, I'm a big Streets of Rage fan. I love, especially Streets of Rage 2. Um, used to rent it all the time as a kid. Me and my sister would play it nonstop. But uh, when I saw the uh, trailers and the pro, when this first got announced, I was like, Ugh, I kind of don't like the way that art looks. Eh, didn't, you know, it was kind of, I wasn't sure. But then to get the game, it, it's pretty awesome. The, the music's nice, it's good. You could even switch it to the old school uh, soundtrack. 
Uh, you got a bunch of different characters. You start off, you can pick from four, but you can unlock a whole bunch more characters to play with. Um, and they all kind of play differently. So your four main characters, you have Axel, you have Blaze. Um, I can't think of the other people's names. It's the girl with this guitar. She's the daughter of Adam Hunter. And there's the big guy with the metal arms. I can't think of his name either. Uh, they play kind of how you think they play. The big guy is much better at, you know, grabbing and throwing. He takes up more screen uh, space, too. He's going to be not quite as fast. Uh, he sucks jumping. The girl with the guitar is really good doing jump attacks, jump kicks, and aerial attacks. She's actually pretty strong. I like both of those. I started off with Axel, and he was kind of – he's probably one of my least liked ones, despite liking him the most in Streets of Rage 2, the way he plays here. But I also used him first. Um so maybe I, I was just getting better at the game too. Uh, Blaze is also pretty strong. So the other one, I, you unlock a guy uh, as like one of the main new ones. I'm not going to spoil who it is just in case, but I, I probably liked him the least, the one you unlock. Hmm. So, and then you unlock all the other characters from the other game. So you get like, I've unlocked all the streets of one, one characters and they look kind of, they look kind of funny in their like sprite form. Uh, on the, the modern game background as you walk them around. But you can tell the Streets of Rage 1, you just, they're a lot more primitive in their movesets compared to what, what's in this game. So, hey, that's kind of cool, but meh, I'd rather not use those. Uh, I haven't unlocked all the Streets of Rage 2 and 3 characters to see how they how they play in this game. Um, so does so this I, have online? Uh, yeah. Does it have like online co-op? Oh, yeah. cool. It does. I haven't tried it yet. Well, so I didn't. I didn't even think about the Xbox. All right, I knew about the Xbox Pass, and I kind of forgot about it. My brother was like, "Hey, get Xbox Pass. It's only a dollar, and play Streets of Rage Four with me." So I get it to do it. I play Streets of Rage Four, and he's like, "Oh, I need a." His controller wasn't working or something, so we haven't even played. And he's the one that told me to do it. But I've, <laughs> I've, I've gone through and I've beaten it twice now. Oh wow! I've heard good through. things about it. Every, everyone I've talked to who's played it has really liked it, so I oh, yeah, to pick it up. I've got Game Pass. I need to play it. It's better than I was expecting it to be. Yeah, and the saying something. So yeah, because didn't Double Dragon Neon kind of tank? Uh, there's all right, but this is uh, this is really good. Ah, uh. like I don't really have any play and then some of the stuff that the games used to do that annoyed me like when you go at them they hide off screen or you you knock them off screen you can't do anything and this you when you hit them they bounce off the side of the screen (laughs) and it rewards you for like doing combos and not getting hit and you know in the other games where you do your special attack your special attack will drain part of your life it will in this but if you don't get hit and you hit the enemy you'll gain that life back so it's kind of a cool mechanic. Uh, I would say some of the boss fights are harder than others, at diff- and not necessarily harder as you go along. Um, and it's also, I think, harder depending on which character you're using. So yeah. some of them are ridiculously easy. Like there's this uh, monk-type martial artist that if you try to attack him from the front, he just destroys you. But if you kind of... And he, he doesn't move a lot. So if you run at him from below or above and slide down and grapple with him, you can just grapple with him over and over and over again and keep killing him. 
And you, if you do it fairly well, it's not that hard to not even get hit by them. Now, there's other ones that are just like kick your ass. Like the police commissioner's kind of tough for me the first time. And then what they'll do is they'll have like one boss and they'll throw like another old boss with them at the same time. That gets a little tough. Uh, I'd say the in boss I'd beat without like dying and having to try over. So it wasn't too bad. But I'm also playing on normal difficulty right now. There's a, a hard and an even harder one than that. But there were seven there where I had to restart a few times, and it was frustrating at first. It sounds really cool. I need to I need to pick it up and play it. Oh, it is. Really, they added a bunch of cool little, just the the way it feels, and some of the enemy models, and the some of the bosses are really cool. Yeah. The DJ boss is a, a pretty cool fight. Definitely very old school video game style. Uh, pattern recognition type thing. So if I want to play the old games... He's a deep. If I want to play the old games to prep for this, isn't there a sale on the Genesis collection that has them? So you can get the Genesis collection on Steam, you can get the Genesis collection on Switch. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Isn't there a Switch sale, Kelly? Yeah. I was hearing you say that on Twitter. I don't know if it has all three of them on the Switch one. Hang on. Wait, to the it does. Uh, I think the the Genesis Mini only has one or two of them. Yeah, screw that thing. Sega Genesis Classics for Nintendo Switch. I know it has two at least. Might have all three. It it's doesn't two, say the price because matters. I downloaded it. <laughs> I you wanted can also to say. The Sega Collection Sorry. on PC and then pick and choose which ones you want. Um, The Sega Genesis Collection on Switch has all three of them. Good. And I wanted to say that the game was like eleven ninety nine. The problem I'd say with that, Chris, is I don't really think you need the old games to enjoy four. But, but I need to know the narrative. <laughs> what narrative? It's a beat 'em up. <laughs> <laughs> what and about my honest, character if... choices? They're gonna carry forward my carry forward my decisions, right? Oh, uh, of course. <laughs> Do you need to know Rue's motivations? Yeah. <laughs> Sadly, you can't use Rue. I know. That makes me sad. Maybe him. he'll be a DLC uh, character. Could be. You, you do come by, you do uh, see him at one point in the game. But you don't. And there's some old bosses that, that come back. So it's most of those, if you played the old games, you're like, oh, yeah, I remember that character. Oh, yeah, I remember this person or this boss. That kind of stuff. But. If you went and went back and tried to play all the old games, then to play this, I think you'll get really severe beat 'em up burnout before you even get to Street Rage Four, unless you just really, really, really love beat 'em ups. Fine. Yeah, I was right. It's eleven ninety nine on Switch, Chris. I would get that collection because that yeah, collection has. A... Oh, I have huh? it. I actually have so, it already. A lot of good games on yeah. that collection. My problem is, you know, the Genesis sound chip sounds like a bunch of farting, but, you know, whatever. It, it depended on what kind of game you were playing. Like, all the and Sonic games. And I guess which games. Genesis you got, too. But. Yeah. <laughs> all the Sonic games sound great. Gunstar Heroes is amazing and the best Genesis game. So anytime there's an explosion in a Genesis game, it's like... <laughs> as long as you don't play Sonic Spinball, you'll be fine. All right. <laughs> That's a lot of Genesis games that are really good. Streets of Rage 2 soundtrack. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> of course, it's Yuzo, Yuzo Koshiro. Yeah. 
Uh, they they did the title the, track for this game. So I even like the sound on uh, that Robocop vs. Terminator game. That was pretty cool on there. It had some of that. It's you know it's got that crunchy audio. Yeah. But some some developers did that crunchy audio well. Yep. Not most. <laughs> Not from what I heard. <laughs> also, depending what what Genesis were you playing on? Were you yeah, I played. Two? I had the one with the volume slider. Okay, so that's not too bad then. Yeah, it, no, I, I think the even the worst one. one in that in that set of Genesis sound chips is pretty good. Um, yeah, that's the other thing you realize. Every freaking model of the Genesis has multiple sound chips, and it's like <laughs> this, yeah. this arcane science. To, did you get one of the good ones? Did you get the best out of what you could have gotten for this model? It's like I don't even care anymore. Just emulate the good one and and stop it. <laughs> well, one of the model ones is kind of eh. The one that said HD graphics or whatever. Oh, on yeah. It was Mine said that. One. Yep. Okay, so you had the good one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I got it in a Sonic bundle. So. Sonic 2, I think? Let's see. I'd have to remember the timeline because I want to yeah. say I got it for my birthday in 1993. And then they have those, those cute mini ones, but it turns out most of those stink. Oh, they're terrible. Yeah. Oh, the Genesis 3? Yeah. No, the two. Oh, that's not oh, the mini one. Yeah, there's a three, which is even smaller, <sighs> and it's terrible. The three is, I know, is verboten, but, like, the two has, like, good ones and bad ones, I think. Yeah, the two has some of them, a lot of them have really, really bad sound chips. One of them, I think, right, is a If you put Genesis chip. 2 into Google, you just get chapter Genesis 2 from the Bible. So don't do that. <laughs> Sega, Sega Genesis 2. Okay, I will do that. Sorry. Sega Genesis Model 2 is usually what it's called. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Model 2 is the one I always think about when I say the small one. Yeah. Because um, that, that's I the one that the I upgraded to because I was tired of oh, um, that three. my Model that's 1. That's right. Oh, I saw one of those. at a. Oh, it just looks garbage. What, the Model 2? The 3. Oh, no, the Model 3 looks like garbage. The Model 2 you I got. You just know with to... the 3, this is bad. I don't know why you know, but you just know. <laughs> you don't even have oh. stereo. I think you don't have There's stereo. There's no stereo sound out. Or, There's yeah. no jacks on any of them. Like, you need special cables for the Model 2 to get stereo out, I think, right? No, oh, so you don't get it. You don't get it at Oh, all? for the 2? For the 2, the I two, think. You just have to have the 2 cables instead yeah. of the original You need the cables. right cables, but yeah, yeah, you can do it. And the 3, you just can't get it, because screw you with sound on the 3, apparently. <laughs> The three was the last ditch. This is like when it comes to Genesis, I'm like, there's this whole thing is what makes me like, you know, screw it. I'll just emulate Genesis. I don't care. This is not worth dealing with. I'm going to say, did you ever get a Genesis Mini? No. Why would I get a Genesis Mini when I have like the Sonic collection on every system I own? (laughs) I, I fought with that too, but I just got it just to have it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Uh, Anna is. Anna and I are kind of on a kick of if we don't really need it, we need to get rid of it. Well, I wouldn't have <laughs> we need more games. space. <laughs> well, we want less clutter. No, no, but we want less clutter. So I, I even know. even downstairs, not taking up space is cluttered. So yeah. So the what actually makes the Genesis look really awesome though is you get those HD retrovision cables and hook them up component or even S video, your Genesis takes a big leap as far as video retrovision cables. Right. Uh, 
And the Genesis this is, ones. Can this also is be different than the better. other ones that I'm thinking. Oh, there's so many retro HD HDMI upgrade cables. No, these are like the big ones that people. Okay. There's another one. Oh, right, that's an HDMI only cable. I'm thinking of. Okay. Retrovision. This is going out to component. It looks like. Yep. Genesis YPBPR cable. Sixty-two dollars and ninety-nine cents. Pre-order. From CastlemaniaGames.com. I don't yeah, know if that's up. Is that too? Is that being overpriced? I don't even know where no, they come from. I don't think from. so. Here you go. I'll send the link to the. Mm. That won't work for me. I won't be able to see. There's it. a Retrovision site, and you can HCRetrovision.com. Here we go. You can yeah. see some of the screenshots of how much better it looks. Because you can always trust trust the screenshots. No, they're accurate. Oh, here I we go. This. Verify. They show you the models. And then they've got the model two to model one adapter. Wow. Okay. And then here's the list of things it won't work with. Mega Drive 1 from France. Master System from France. And a Master System from Switzerland. Not all of those, but... Oh, you have to check the list. Check the list. Oh, look at those screenshots. I know this is what you just said, but I'm saying it again. Wow. That life bar <laughs> for Castlevania. Mm-hmm. That's that's something. Composite is not that nice. No, it's not. Yeah, there's a bunch of other ones you can pick down there at the bottom. You can no, what through. I want, though, is a set of cables that goes to HDMI. But I guess you'd take... Oh, how do you do this? You take one of these into a Frame Meister, or what do yep. you do? Okay. Pretty much. That or the OSSC. The OSSC, yeah, that's the one. The less expensive, but still expensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but like, look at this Streets of Rage title screen on the fifth one over. Fifth one over? Let's see. Streets of Rage. Yeah, that's like, for real? <laughs> that's okay. pretty good. That's how nice it looks. <laughs> yeah. It's a huge upgrade. The only thing it messes up, and some people complain about it, is that sometimes some developers use that graphical blur mm-hmm. for certain special effects, usually like lighting. Yeah. And it uh, so that's kind of yeah. dithering, and then otherwise, like it's like looks like this checkerboard pattern when you start sharpening it. Uh-huh. So there are, you know, for the few instances where developers use that blur to make a, a effect, usually like a lighting effect, it kind of makes it not as nice. Which is really cool that developers were doing that, by the way. Yep. So it's just like let's leverage the fact that this is an analog system that does weird things if we do this. Ah. <laughs> uh... HD Retrovision. Um, Go ahead. Before we move on, I'm just curious. Was I the only one that bought into a uh, TurboGrafx Mini? Probably. Yes, you 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 were the fortunate the one only who person did because they're now really hard to find, right? Are they still? Yeah. Yeah. I could pre-order them up to like right before they came out, stuff from Amazon. Yeah. I that, thought about it. I actually I had it in my cart and I deleted it. I think yeah. they're going for like two or three hundred bucks now. Really? Oh, I am yeah. so so glad I did not cancel that pre-order then. <laughs> you you played the roulette wheel of mini consoles and won. <laughs> One big. Well, are you going to sell it or just keep it? No, cause... no, of course I'm going to keep it. I are you going to get the I express? Got I got it because oh, I that's wanted not a mini. Um... that's an original. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, I I got it because I wanted. Um... A legit copy of uh, Rondo of Blood, um, 
and I wanted all the shoot 'em ups on it, and plus uh, Vintage E's one and two. Oh, so, so here's the mini. The Sega Genesis mini is available for fifty bucks on Amazon right now. Mm-hmm. Worth getting? No. Yeah. Okay. Is it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to, but that's neat. That's fine. No, Does it that's have fine. tiny controllers? No, um, it just only comes with a three button. Yeah, that's all I ever had. No, I want this this Turbo Graphics Mini. I thought about pre-ordering that a while back, but I didn't. And now I guess I uh, I'm a loser. See, back in the day, the Turbo Graphics was just so off my radar. You know what um, I would I buy if they did <laughs> an actual reissued Turbo Graphics. I would buy like a brand new one. I would expect them to have HDMI out, and then I would just start collecting old games for it. No one's done that tact yet, have they? No. Uh, I know. Not an official person anyway. Yeah. And then I can start finding all the add-ons. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe this isn't a good plan. Maybe they should reissue the um what's it called? Uh I don't even know if it came out in the US, but like the Super Graphics Tent Turbo Plus MC yeah, the Super NT or whatever. The, There's the so many thing of them that has now. all the things, including the CD drive, all built into one unit. That was yeah. one. I can never remember what it's called because I'm an idiot. All right. But that's like the that's the one you want, but it's hard to find them for cheap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's impossible to find them for cheap. You got to go to Japan and buy them, and then they fig- they caught on to what we were doing, so they charge a lot to foreigners for them now. Well, for everybody, I guess. <sighs> Turbo Graphics has damn good shoot 'em ups. The duo, now. the duo, the PC Engine duo, Turbo Duo. So I guess we did get the Turbo Duo. And what am I thinking of? The yeah, I don't know what I'm thinking of. Duo R. There we go. I want all these things. I don't need these things. I'm going to shut this you, down. You want all the things? I could pay almost as much for the Duo. As for this this mini, that's the sad part. This mini's going. I could go and buy a retro console, the actual one, <laughs> for three hundred bucks, or I could buy this mini for two hundred at this point, which is kind of silly, I think. I forgot yeah. that the Hue cards for the actual system are like ridiculously expensive, though. Well, it depends what game you want. What if you want Jackie Chan? <laughs> JJ and Jeff. Jackie Chan Hugh card. <laughs> Bonk. Bonk. Oh, okay. What are we doing? Do we have a, is it time for a show? Is it more show time? More show There's time, more right? show. Is there more yeah. show? Okay, let's move on. <laughs> I, I'm like, but Streets of Rage 4, I don't know what we're talking about. Hey, question of the week. We have no replies because we didn't have one last week. We said, think about your JRPG July game. I hope you did. I, I no did. Up. I hope you did. I, I may have purchased. I may have purchased my JRPG July game on sale this week. Oh, okay. Mine's sitting on my desk. Okay. You two don't count because you just play JRPGs anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like that's Our like sale. JRPG Tuesday. Like, oh, who cares? <laughs> yeah. All right. Don't JRPG shame us. I'm j- <laughs> All right. So, in the light of a news story that we'll get to in the in the future. Um, the short short term future actually. 
when do you like to buy the newest game console? That's our question of the week. Do you like to buy it on the launch day, the launch window, a year later, etc.? I could say this has changed over time for me. I used to like to do a year later when all the games were out that actually mattered because games trickled for all new consoles and they were super expensive at launch. And if you waited, mm-hmm. you get a revised version that was usually better and a pack-in and some extra games were available that you actually cared about. But now I'm like, screw that. I want it day one. Give me all the digital goodness. It better play all my old games and I want upgrades. <laughs> I'm basically in the same boat. <laughs> my rule was always a year always wait a year because mm-hmm. by that time they fixed all the bugs the um there's plenty of games out there's always plenty of games that i want to play um the only times that i broke that rule was for the switch because my husband bought me one for my birthday because they were available um the dreamcast because i was a sega fangirl back then and had to have the dreamcast and the original DS, but my parents surprised me with original my original DS for um, Christmas that year. Yeah, the original DS is not the <laughs> not the best out of that bunch to have had. No, I like that first year. I was just like constantly buying anything that was available on it and trading trading it in once I got done with it. Just like, is there anything on this that's worth a crap? I mean, that's oh. how. I ended the the up... remake of Mario 64, and that was, yeah. was it? <laughs> yeah. Um, it was a that... really bad launch for the DS. Not to mention that the hardware, that original clamshell angular hardware was terrible. Mm-hmm. I don't think it really picked up until the DS Lite. That's when oh, I got no, it, it didn't. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think, that, as a matter of fact, talk, talking to pre-show talk, that's how I ended up playing Dr- Lunar Dragon Song, because it's like, finally an RPG for this thing, and it's hot garbage. That <laughs> DS with the ugly clamshell hardware is what everyone lost their crap over at that Nintendo E3 press conference in 2004, just so you know. It was that in the Zelda announcement. Everyone thought that looked cool coming out of the guy's pocket. And then you get your hands on it and like this thing feels like garbage. <laughs> I mean, at, at the time it does it 3D, bad. but oh my gosh. Oh, the PSP does 3D better. Okay, let's let's look at that. And it looks cooler too. And it has Ridge Racer. <laughs> I like it has PSP. decent buttons. I remember seeing the PSP at Best Buy like on a display and be like, "Wow, this looks amazing for a handheld." <laughs> and you look over the DS, you're like, "Ooh." <laughs> yeah. Why are the screens so small? Why is there all that plastic? <laughs> and yet the DS prevailed. Yeah, you're right. Back at the time where they didn't want to commit to the DS being their new line of portable systems. They're like, well, we're not ruling out there won't be another Game Boy. <laughs> this is the developer system. Well, I mean the dual screen system. I mean the, the just stop asking us. It's it, the, the letters don't mean anything. System. Did the original one was it, did that play uh, GBA games as well? Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. yeah. Okay. The original that was always and the, the cool light. thing about it. Yeah, I knew the light did. Mm-hmm. I never actually owned an original. Yeah, because um, for like for that window, my DS was pretty much a glorified um, GBA machine for the longest time until. Um, Dawn of Sorrow came out. There was the first game I played that was like really fun on the DS. Um, I'll never forget getting Yoshi's Touch and Go, thinking, oh, well, this is going to be a good game. It's Yoshi's Island. And then one, learning that it was a tech demo that was like arcade like, so you pretty much lost all of your progress. 
And two, you had to um, you had to blow on the screen to remove all the clouds. And one time I was having a really good run, and then I sneezed and blew away all the clouds <laughs> and lost a bunch of progress. And I was like, this game's going back to GameStop tomorrow because F this game. This is a horrible That's the added game. difficulty mode. Allergy season. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, yeah, because I turned oh, to Mike's. That's funny. I turned to Mike's sensitivity, sensitivity up way high because I have asthma. So I was like giving myself an asthma attack trying to remove the clouds. That's so, so I'm thinking, okay, I'll just do that so that it will light. All I'll have to do is lightly blow to remove the clouds. And then a chew. Yoshi falls to his death. <laughs> you should say why. And you're bringing back a flood of really DS memories because there was also uh, that Zuma clone called Magnetica Zuma. that was really fun. But that also had levels where you had to blow on the screen. So I'm sitting there just like giving myself an asthma attack, blowing on the screen. And my mom's looking at me, looking at me like, what the hell are you doing? Like, I'm playing a video game. There's clouds on the screen. It's like, play something else. That's Blue. annoying. Blue. Blue, blue, yellow, blue. <sighs> Brain train. Well, I totally avoided any game where you had to do that blowing and other things, weird stuff. <laughs> I knew it was a novelty, but I was like, no, no. That's so, also why I never got anywhere in uh, Phantom Hourglass. Did you play Rub Rabbits? <laughs> no. Oh, you should. That was fun and dumb and frustrating. All right, anyway. Okay, uh, so you should write in and let us know when you like to buy your newest game console. That's podcast.rpgamer.com, 608-729-4098, or leave it in the show thread on the website. You can also respond on Twitter, usually. Anna will probably post that question later in the week. Uh, just another plug here. The racial, or, yeah, the racial justice and equality bundle is still up on itch.io. Even more stuff was added to it over the week, and... We put up a, uh, uh, I don't know, what's it called? An article, a review, a yeah. walkthrough of all the games that are probably appealing for RP gamers. So you can go check it out and see, oh, there's games in here I care about. And then uh, if you like that, go ahead and uh, pick up the bundle. Uh, it is a, I think there's a minimum, but then you can pay as much as you want to donate to some good causes there. Um, so I encourage you to at least go read our little walk, uh, write-up and see uh, if there's anything in there that appeals to you. All right, headlines. Yeah. One Way Heroics Plus and Hakoniwa Explorer Plus are headed to the Switch this month. Should I know what those are? Have I have I been One Way Heroics to... is a is the uh, uh, retro style is that a, one, like a follow up to the uh, time based one? I don't remember. Uh, I don't. Remember. I'm not sure. Is it's that similar. The, like the one minute game. No, this is a roguelike. Yeah. But you only go in one direction, and like the game end of the world's behind you, right? In this one, I forget. Anna's played this, hasn't she? Or has she? I'll ask her later. She's not around. Okay. And then Hakonuya Explorer Plus. All right, I want to tell you. I'm looking at this screenshot in their trailer, and it looks like the Final Fantasy Tactics map. So, is it a tactics game? It was made by Matsuna, 
who did tactics. I think this was the Kickstarter game. Kickstarter. I feel like all he does is like art for Kickstarter games now. Or is that the the oh no the designer? I'm guy. sorry, that sorry. was another game. That was another right. game we're talking about later. My bad. All right. Well, this is an actiony game, so this is not a yeah. TRPG, but it looks cool. So go check these out. I actually kind of want to play both of these. All right, moving on. We have Spellforce Three: Fallen God expansion has been announced. Spellforce Three is that? That must. Oh, that went to the wrong thing. Okay, that went to that story. Come on. Give me the thing. Spellforce 3. THQ Nordic and Grimlore Games have unveiled Spellforce 3 Fallen God, a new standalone expansion to the RTS RPG hybrid Spellforce 3. I never played Spellforce, so I don't know where all this plays. But um, yeah, there's a new one. RTS RPG. Sounds like a game I should play. I should play all these games. I'll play all these games by next week. I won't play any of these games by next week. All right. Destiny 2 Beyond Light has been unveiled. Oh, is this the thing? Okay. Let me read this through to you. <clears throat> newest expansion for destiny 2 has been announced beyond light it'll launch on september 22nd for pc ps4 xbox one and stadia Woo! uh it it's still the, alive it follows the events of the current season of arrivals which begins um which began a few days ago and sees a new dark empire called the fallen kell of darkness the dark empire is of darkness just so you know emerging from the pyramid ship above europa okay the new empire is led by someone named aramis uh you go to jupiter's frozen moon and the golden age break oh who gives a crap all right so there's a new raid called the Deepstone crypt you can buy a bazillion different versions uh 40 bucks for a digital edition 50 bucks for a digital edition plus the season 12 pass content um, or deluxe edition for seventy, and even more deluxe collector's edition for two hundred. That's got like a, a freaking statue in it. Um, a collector's edition that doesn't have the deluxe edition digital code because you bought the deluxe digital edition digitally, and you just want the physical goodies. That's just one hundred thirty. And then there's the stranger edition, which has like a stranger price. Uh, Another figure, a different figure, a different thing. I don't know what's going on. Lots of Destiny stuff for Destiny people. I, the Splinter of Darkness, I don't know what this... Oh, yeah, that's a die-cast thing. That's a ship. It's the pyramid ship. Okay, cool. All right, so blah, 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 blah. Long-term plans. Check this out. Instead of creating Destiny 3, they've revealed two major expansions to fall in 2021 and 2022 with the working titles of The Witch Queen and Lightfall. And as part of maintaining Destiny 2, here's the big controversial news. Bungie has revealed that parts will be cycled out of the game. Each year, Bungie will move certain game content into what it calls the Destiny Content Vault, which will also include all content from the first Destiny game. They have confirmed that the locations of Mars, Io, Titan, Mercury, and Leviathan will be removed in the first part of this cycle. I don't know when this cycle starts, but all right. Some of the content will be brought back into the game for certain periods, with a Cosmodrome confirmed to be the first unvaulted location. <sighs> so we're taking stuff out, but we're putting some back in. It's it's like Disney does with the old movies. Yeah. It's just, it's the vault. <laughs> Except with Disney, they're doing it to drive up demand, I guess. I don't know. All right. The developers confirmed that Destiny 2 will be released for PS5 and Xbox Series X. And if you've purchased the PS4 version, you'll be up, able to upgrade to the PS5 version for free. And same with the Xbox One to Xbox Series X. All right? 
Okay, there you go. I'm going to shut this story. <sighs> In more uplifting console news, CrossCode has got a release date for its console release. That's right, it's finally coming out to PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch on July 9th. There you go. A well-reviewed 2D console JRPG. Hey, and it's coming out in July. So there's your hint. That could be your JRPG July game. (laughs) Pathfinder Kingmaker. This is a, if I recall, this is like a isometric-y, Baldur's Gate-y RPG game on PC that apparently got a lot better as they patched it than its original release, I think, if I'm recalling correctly. Either way, I hear some people like this game, some people don't like this game. Either way, it's coming to PS4 and Xbox One on August 18th. uh, And they have a sequel underway for PC. Um, And let's see. It'll be called Pathfinder Kingmaker Definitive Edition. The console release will have all the DLC that was released for PC. And the Definitive Edition will also be made available digitally on PC. And, oh... To accompany the console edition, Owlcat Games is adding a turn-based combat mode to the game. Players will be able to switch between turn-based and the original real-time with pause mode as they wish. Real-time with pause is the true, the true mode. Sorry, I have affinity for that, so I'll shut it mm. up. All right, uh, Moon Ana. That's the name of a game, and it's a Kickstarter game. Let's see. Well, no. I'm sorry. That's the name of the developer. The game is Virgo versus the Zodiac. No, the name is Keylocker. They, I, they made Virgo they made versus Virgo, Zodiac. I was like, I said that, and I'm sitting here thinking, didn't that game already come out? Well, I guess not. And Josh's like, no, Chris, you're confused. The developer, Munana, who also made Virgo versus the Zodiac, is kickstarting a new game called Keylocker. <sighs> Don't you lock locks and unlock them with keys? What does a key locker mean? All right. Thank they're subliminally telling you to go moon Anna. Okay. The game's <laughs> build is a cyber a cyberpunk turn-based rhythm RPG with Mario and Luigi series and Chrono Trigger listed as inspirations. I don't know what that means, but if you want to play a cyberpunk turn-based rhythm RPG with Mario and Luigi and Chrono Trigger as inspirations, you can go kickstart it, right? Is it a Kickstarter? No. Where did I get Kickstarter from? Oh my gosh, I reread Keylocker and the title is Kickstarter. There's no Kickstarting going on here. None. No Kickstarting. Just, if you care about this game, just be excited that it's coming. It'll come out. We don't know when, do we? No announced release window. It's being developed for PC. So now that I've gotten your hopes up for a Kickstarter, and now that I've totally confused you about what the game's called and what it's about... I will just say that I don't know what I'm talking about, and you should stop listening to this show. I'm sorry. Don't stop listening to this <sighs> show. I need something to do on Saturday mornings. So on Keylocker, it looks like you run around and you get into combat where you have to like press up, down, left, right type sequences sometimes, mm. at least mm-hmm. as part of the combat. Oh, and then this one has like a Guitar Hero-looking stream of music coming in for you to press. So I don't know how that's going to work, but it looks neat. I can imagine how it's got a very cool. It's got a very interesting art style to it. Very. I I felt annoyed when I watched this trailer this morning because it's like I've wanted to make a RPG with a band mechanic and band synergy like that. Well, why didn't they took 
They took your idea. Yeah, <laughs> no. they took my idea. Well, the hard part sure... isn't the idea. The hard part is doing it, Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because right. I have no programming skills. <laughs> That's why. Oh, you use Vons. <laughs> He's yeah, decompiling we... and complaining about everyone else's. So. <laughs> We've uh, we, we've talked about collaborating, but we both have our own projects. All right. Sony had an event. They showed a bunch of games from the PS5. Yes, they did. Uh, how do I even summarize this? So it was like a two-hour presentation or an hour and a half. I don't think it, was it was long. Actually, it was long. It went on for a yeah. while. It, it was just games. They didn't like uh, spend a bunch of time on peripheral, you know, nonsense. Hmm. And, and spend well, any time on the price either. They showed some peripherals. No. They showed no pricing. They showed the PS5, which looks like a weird, cheap router. Um, yeah. And uh, we have confirmed that you can set the PS5 on its side. So don't worry about that. They renounced that there's going to be a digital-only version and a regular version with a disk slot. That disk slot one, they said in the first um, minute of the thing that it they put up... Um, UHD Blu-ray support on the screen, so you could do that. Um, so I'm going to get that one so that I can watch 4K movies on my TV, finally, yeah, with a disc. But other than that, I wouldn't. I would just go digital. Um, all right, so let's see. Games that were announced. Let's see. We have Kena Bridge of Spirits, an action-adventure title in this fantasy world. Goodbye Volcano High, a cinematic narrative adventure from KOOP. Where you play as a dinosaur navigating a high school full of like animal characters, um, and is it not crazy that they they actually featured that in the the press conference for the reveal of their new uh, console? Mm-hmm. And just yeah. like wow, a narrative like you know a narrative adventure, weird, definitely game not pushing the graphical power of no. anything. Also, by the way, does the end of this game is like a meteor striking and killing the dinosaurs? Uh, yeah. I hope uh, not. <laughs> That's gonna suck. <laughs> That's what they heavily implied. Yeah, apocalypse is complicating matters, so this may not go well. All right. Gearbox and Counterplay Games um, showed some action RPG Godfall. It looked terrible. (laughs) It looked so boring. uh, Didn't they release that at the Game Awards? Yeah, it was revealed a while back. That, That reveal looked much more interesting than what we got in this presentation, which was just some dudes swinging weapons a lot looking like a real bad version of war um warframe (laughs) yeah (sighs) i mean it was kind of pretty graphics i guess but whatever all right from software demon souls that's right folks demon souls is getting an hd remake that one surprised me yep it'll include a new fractured mode but they don't know they didn't say what that means uh two graphic modes featured on fidelity or frame rate so apparently they haven't figured out even with the ps5 how to do both so you know it's a from software (laughs) game (sighs) yeah from is not mentioned anywhere as being a part of this so it's uh sony japan studio and blue point blue Blue point is doing it yeah yeah blue point has done a lot of the really good remakes they did the uh, shadow of the colossus remake uh whatever a year or two ago i believe people have also pointed out that they've also done some bad ones too right i don't Let's see. Shadow of the Colossus, Uncharted, the Nathan Drake Collection, Titanfall for Xbox 360. Those are the three listed on their website. I don't know what else they've done. I assume there's more, and if it was bad, they wouldn't have it on their website. So, 
right. Blue Point. So there you go. Blue Point. Uh, Neo Stream, Little Devil Inside, coming to PS5. That is a action-adventure RPG with survival elements. Um, that looked cute. It's a 2015 yeah, a Kickstarter style. game. Wow. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you can still go to their Kickstarter page right now. It looked cool. Um, I'm interested in that one. So, And uh, let's see, Devil Inside. Ah, finally, Horizon Forbidden West. It's a sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn. I'm very disappointed it's not called Horizon One Sunset, but fine. Um, <laughs> um, in this game, Aloy goes west and meets a cat, and she's in a in a western town. And um, oh wait, no, that's Fievel goes west. Uh, in Aloy goes west, she I, she I don't know. She goes underwater, and they tame some more mechanical dinosaurs, and I think she fights some things and she rides on a guy and uh, rides on a thing. And I don't really know what's going on. It looks like running around and shooting things because horizon. No date on it, but no it date. Did, that, that was probably the most impressive looking reveal that they had in the whole, the whole uh, set of videos. I want to like know that, when's that it coming one... to PC. <laughs> they, released, <laughs> they put the last one out on PC. When are they going to put this one out on PC? <laughs> Um, at the end of the PS5 cycle? Yeah, I guess yeah. so. <laughs> so one that didn't look that great, it didn't, it didn't, was the Resident Evil one. It looked really choppy. I, I don't know, out. yeah, having not played Resident Evil 7, I couldn't really get a bead on how much people care about 7, 8, and what was being shown there being relevant to 8 or to 7. Or uh, a lot anything. of people like 7. Okay. Uh, 6 is the one people, 5 and 6, it kind of dipped there. Uh, people, uh, from what I've heard, really like seven, and then obviously the two and three remakes have but been like, received really well. Wasn't seven a VR first person scary it, experience though? It also had VR, yeah. So like, does this VR. have VR? No they VR was mentioned at all in this press conference. No, that's they, they did have an Astrobot uh, new game, but that seemed like it was not VR. So people tell me the Astrobot game. People tell me opinions I listen to on the internet. That's more accurate say that the astrobot games were better in vr than in 2d so i don't know that you could play them in oh well then it was vr only yeah was it vr only okay then i I don't know how that works then at all (laughs) yeah i mean that 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 is a game people liked that astrobot game i remember that i love that game i love that oh you liked it too okay yeah 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 yeah. i don't have a um, psvr so Yeah, I haven't touched my and, PSVR okay, for quite a while. So at the end of this thing, they showed off the router, I mean the PS5, and then they showed off the controllers, which still look ugly as all get out, and some accessories, a media remote, yes, thank you, um, some headphones, okay, take it or leave it, and what was the other thing? Oh, it's so tiny here, what is it? Uh, oh, the camera, uh, the, camera. the new camera, yeah. which I don't even know if that will actually sit on top of my TV, it's so weirdly shaped. Okay, fine, what about each, What about VR? Do you Nothing just plug yet. the old one in? Does it still work? Do you need a new one? Are they not doing it? Are they not decided? We don't know. I I can't imagine that they're not doing it. I don't know. We don't they know. They put so much money into that. They they would be stupid not to support it. Support it, yes. Do they have to do another one, though? I don't know. I mean, it's sold reasonably well. I mean, oh, no. I don't know. Oh, no. Is PSVR the new Vita? We're going to be oh, like, yeah, wait. we totally support it. We totally support it. Okay, we, we, can, we, can we finally kill it? Okay, sorry, guys, it's done. It was a fun ride, wasn't it? And we, we love you, too. Bye. 
<laughs> is PSVR the new Connect? That's the real yeah. question. Ooh. Well, it didn't do anywhere near as well as Connect did. I don't in even know. To, I don't even in know. In fairness what, to Xbox, what's a worse way to go out? The way the Connect went out, or the way the Vita went out? Well, the Connect actually ended up taking down the Xbox One. You could argue That's since right. they were so hell bent on shoehorning it in, and yeah. it ended up being a hundred bucks. So it's more, more like the Vita then, because <laughs> it doesn't come with the PS Five. Exactly. Yeah. More like the Vita. Oh, it's going to sad. fade away slowly. Is it is sad. sad. It's it's the yeah. It's Michael J. Fox fading away in the photograph. <laughs> I mean, the only thing we didn't mention, we didn't mention Project Athia, the, that Square Enix thing. But who the hell knows? We don't know what, what it is. is. Uh, it looks like a Tomb yeah. Raider game. <laughs> that I have no it's the, that it's is, the Dark Souls of Tomb Raider. <laughs> <laughs> the only uh-huh. reason why I watched this press conference because I was hoping and praying that we was gonna get like a surprise Final Fantasy VII two announcement. And I saw the Squeenix. It's like, oh boy, it's happening. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess it's not. Yeah, that that game just who knows. So Project I mean, Athia. Just... Let's be honest. That game probably will never even come out. <laughs> Good chance. That, 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 if you had to bet on one game that's in that conference, is never going to see. You the always line. get one of these where it that, looks amazing oh, yeah, and it looks incredible, but you never saw any gameplay, no de- details, no dates, no announcements. Just like here's some footage. Like, yep, and then it'll never exist. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that one's probably a good bet for that one. <laughs> Look at this cool CG concept video we were... made. If we could just make a game that fit with this, wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> well, there was one other. It wasn't an RPG. I know there was one other game that Kelly was excited for. That was oh yes, Stray. Um, I've Backpack been Kitty. It... Backpack I've Kitty. I've been calling it. I've been calling it Death Stranding. Death Stranding. <laughs> Death Stranding. Look at um, that cat. I, I had made the. Uh, because that I followed the developer on Twitter, and I had actually made um, they they put up a wallpaper of that final image in the trailer, and I made that my work wallpaper because it's so adorable, and I cannot wait to see more about that game. I I thought it seemed familiar, and I remember reading something about a game uh, where you was a cat running around in the Kuyan Walt City, and I think and I'm pretty sure that game is what came of that. So what is the um, Blue 12? What else have they made? Um, that, what's become of Eden, Edith Finch? Um, the Telling Lies game? I was on their site. Wait, wait. Blue 12 made the Telling Lies? No, no way. Maybe I was confusing it with the publisher. Annapurna is the publisher. Yeah, yeah Annapurna is the publisher. So I don't know about Blue 12. Because I, so, I feel like I I've I was... seen these these robot designs elsewhere, but I don't know from what. By yeah, the way, all I've... the people seem to be dead. And the cats are. Did the people turn into cats? Are cats now the new sentient life biological life form, or is it? Are you just a cat with a backpack on for no reason? What's going on? We need more I'm... details. Like you're doing deliveries for robots. Yeah. I'm not sure because if you look at some of the background images, there's um, pictures of like Humans no signs gone. with a cat face. Oh, yeah? And, um, I also saw R.I.P. Humans somewhere. Which yeah. Is like, so, all right. What did I say? Blue 12 games? Blue 12? Blue 12. Blue 12 Studio. Uh, HK Dev Blog. What? Oh, this is so confusing. But, HK yeah. Project is a cat adventure video game developed by Blue 12 Studio. 
So they're calling it a cat adventure video game. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm there for it. Uh, we're I'm all there, there for it. Yeah, yeah, this is obviously, you know, RP Gamer Bean, unofficially known as Cat Fancy um, by Lucifer. Um, oh, wow. This is interesting. Here's a cat licking its butt while on top of a hum- uh, on top of a robot doing push-ups. Why does the robot need to do push-ups? I don't know what's happening here. All right. What else have they uh, made? I want to know what else they made. That being said, I, I do hope that the game's not gory, though, because I will not Kelly, be Kelly, what about it. that trailer makes you think it's gory? You're just... <sighs> calm down. Trust I'm us. Paranoid. It'll be okay. Don't be paranoid about it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have a very specific trigger, and <laughs> I cannot deal with it. Um, Blue Twelve Studio. It sounds like they just. All right. Um, um they took the time. Okay, they got you're... funding. They made a new company. They've got five people working on this thing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> so they may not have previous stuff. Go ahead. Um, that being said, the other thing that I'm super excited about is a new Ratchet and Clank. I must say that looked really good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, I just I loved how cartoony it looked, and that's always what I loved about the Ratchet and Clank series is how cartoony that series is. And I'm curious if it's going to take place in the reboot universe or if um, if it's going to take place in the regular universe because the regular universe um, talked about dimensional travel and uh, Ratchet's entire race was um, cast in another dimension in one of the games. So the fact that you actually got to see somebody like from his race and that was like, oh, I wonder if they're talking about that or what happened to his race are going to have like the Lombaxes come back. I'm a huge ratchet fan. If you can't tell, mm-hmm. <laughs> even, even though the movie was garbage. All right. Kelly, there's a PlayStation blog article about this stray game where they talk to the, dev- the directors. So you may okay. want to go read that. Yeah. I'm definitely going to have to read that, but just, I, I'm excited about death stranding, death stranding ratchet and clank. You should probably replay that remake. You should probably play that remake because you never yeah, played it. Yeah, I did. I, it, I bought fine. it on sale. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, the re- did you play the remake? I've played a lot of the remake. I never finished okay. it because it gets boring to me. That style of gameplay is not for me. But if you like the Ratchet and Clank games, you're going to love that remake. <laughs> okay, I might have to play that. Maybe that'll be my JRPG July. That's not a Just... JRPG! <laughs> yeah, but... I, I will um, go the other way and not play a JRPG. I will play a American action game. How about play that? all the ca- play all the games where you play as a cat in honor of Stray coming sometime. So I'll play a Cat Tales again, and, <laughs> and I need to get Quest. that one. And... Well, well, Yakuza Six where you run a cat cafe. Oh, there you go. Oh, oh that counts. I, I think that should count. That. Yep, let's go with that. <laughs> All right, what else we got? Uh, that was it for Sony. Um, people disappointed they don't have... I, I went to go pre-order the PS5, but they didn't announce a price, so there's no pre-orders, so I can't do yep. that. So you you convinced no me, way. Sony, but for the first time ever, somebody convinced me, and they weren't asking for my money in the video <laughs> game industry, which I didn't know how to deal with, I'll be honest. <laughs> <sighs> I'm ready to order this thing. Take my money! <laughs> nah, we're not interested. We're Sony. Like, what? We know you'll get a new job just for our console. Okay, thanks, Sony. You're the old Sony again. All right, I got you now. 
the Waylanders. Not, oh, go ahead. Oh, not until they announce a uh, RPG. I want to see what Square's doing. All right. Besides that other game. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I want to play that Demon Souls remake. Is what I want to do. All right. Gato Sal- Salvae Studio has revealed its upcoming title, The Waylanders, will arrive on Steve Early Access. Steve Early Access. Steam Early Access. Steve Early Access. On June 16, 2020. Uh, it's 35 bucks on Early Access, 10% launch discount, and I don't know anything about the game other than uh, The Waylanders sees you join up with nine party members who travel with them as they switch between Celtic and medieval time periods. Okay. Uh, okay. I have this one on my list. It looks cool. What is it? It's a action RPG like thing with time no, travel or what? Strategy or not action, but like more like a isometric computer RPG. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Pre-order it on Steve. Street, yeah, pre-order it on Steam. Steve now. Also, there are animal companions in the game. <laughs> Let's see. If you have the ranger class, you can get a dog, a wolf, a wild boar, a deer, a rabbit, a bear, a raven, a jay. A panther, a spider, a dragon, and a drake. So I'm seeing some definitive advantage ones over other ones. I'm just going to guess the dragon's more useful than the deer. I could be wrong. But, you know, there you go. Cyberpunk. Have you, are... never, yeah. have you never hit a car, hit a deer with your car? I, I understand that, but have you ever hit a dragon <laughs> with your car? No, because dragons don't exist. Yeah, but also the dragon wouldn't even notice. <laughs> the deer notices. So I'm just saying there's a difference there. All right. <laughs> Guess it depends how big the dragon is. All right, Cyberpunk JRPG. No, Cyberpunk RPG. Jack Move has been announced from developer So Romantic and publisher Hype Train Digital. It's a pixel art turn-based cyberpunk RPG set for PC and Switch and going to be coming out early next year. Demo is going to be a pl- available to play during the Steve Summer Festival between June 16th and June 22nd. So go get that demo on Steve in the next week. Jack move. All right. Uh, and final story of the story section. 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim is launching in September. Yeah. I don't know what 13 Sentinels is anymore. This is the Vanillaware one. The the newest Vanillaware game. Oh, this is the Vanillaware game where it's either a high school running around game where the lady's got toast in her mouth or it's a mech strategy RPG and we don't know which. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Do we still not know which? Strangely, the game is out in Japan, but I haven't... And we still don't know which. Okay, good sign there. Yeah, Yeah, all right. (laughs) It's coming in North America on September 8th. Um, I believe, yeah, this is the weird one Anna was telling me. Like, it'll have subtitles for English, French, Italian, Spanish, and German, but English voiceovers won't come till later because COVID is delayed voice acting recording. So So they're going to release it anyway, but you'll get a patch later if you want the English uh, voice acting. But you'll get the Japanese voice acting for now. So if you speak Japanese, that's yeah. good for you. Yeah. September 8th, 2020 is, the, is when that's hitting on PlayStation 4. Stra- um, Strawberry said that this wasn't the only game where that's happened. That happened in like another, uh, what was it, uh, uh, My Hero Academia game. That mm. same thing kind of happened with COVID where they kind of delayed the English voice acting. So they just Yeah, put it I out think the second one of those games came out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, real quick breaking news. Uh, Persona 4 Golden just stealth dropped on Steam. Wow! Ah. 20 bucks. Wow. 
let me go buy Persona 4 Golden, apparently. <laughs> this, this makes I cannot tell you how happy this makes me, because this is the superior version of Persona 4, and I'm glad that it is now no longer locked on the Vita. So Atlas has Persona 4 Golden on Steam, and it has Catherine Classic on Steam. This is a weird collection of... What is Golden on? All right. Just Vita before this. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the P- isn't the PC? Sh- I think the PC gaming show is going on right now, or it yeah. just started. Yeah. It oh just man, I'm missing it. Yeah, yep. it's starting now. I'm sorry. Um, I'm trying to wrap up this show so we can go watch it. Um, there's a digital <laughs> deluxe edition. What do you get? A PC download, digital art book, digital soundtrack. Digital soundtrack. That soundtrack. Uh. I paid a lot of money to import. So <laughs> if it's the full soundtrack, that's really good. It probably won't. It's be probably the just soundtrack. the the golden editions, but still, that's something. All right. Yeah. Uh, here's our briefs. Dauntless is uh, got a new expansion called Call of the Void this week. It's a new expansion. It's out now for free. Kunosuba has a release confirmed for Japan in August. What's Kunosuba? Okay. I, I know the name, crawler but I don't from, know what it is. Yeah, it's dungeon crawler from Entergram. Oceanhorn Two got a big update. What's the content on it update? I guess go check on our site. Um, game performance, optional mode to increase the frame rate to 60 frames a second. Oh, that is a big update. Um, this is a game on Ar- Apple Arcade and what else? Is it just the Apple Arcade version that's getting the update? Really? Okay. That's cool. So there you go. There's a game that's doing what I was complaining about. <laughs> Put out a high performance mode on your iPad. Okay. Um, Unsung Story, Tale of the Guardians has got gameplay footage, so you can go check that out on, um, on our site and, and check out the Unsung Story gameplay footage. Yeah, that game's still in development. I think, uh, Little Orbit's doing that now. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Monster Crown's come to Steam Early Access early next month. Monster Crown is a monster-taming RPG, um, so I guess it's like Pokemon? Yeah, it's a Pokemon clone. There you go. It even looks like Pokemon. There you go. Wizard of Legend has got a physical edition available to order. I don't know what Wizard of Legend is. Should I? Okay. It's an action roguelike that was released for PC, Mac, Linux, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch in 2018. RPG maker MZ. What? (laughs) MZ has been announced. Uh, No details yet. It's... It's a new RPG maker. And the Bard's Tale Remastered is coming to Xbox One and Nintendo Switch. Do we know when? June 18th. So that's very soon. So yet another place to rebuy the Bard's Tale again. <laughs> that is a really funny game, though. Is this the one with Carrie Elwes? Yeah. All right. I should get it. I like him. At some point, I'm gonna play that version because I've I've always wanted to play that game. I've only seen like bits and pieces of it, and my husband um, listens to the soundtrack constantly. Mm. Windbound is set to launch in late August. It's a new game tray game trailer is out now. You can watch on the site. That's from Deep Silver, the publisher. It's a crafting and survival focused adventure RPG. Um, so you can go see how that goes. There's some sort of giant sandworm and some gliding and some sailing and, uh, go see what that's like. And that's it for the blurbs or the briefs. Now it's time for what's coming out this week. Elder Scrolls Online come to Stadia. Oh, wow. Those 500 people are going to be real excited about that. 
Elder Scrolls lady is happy about that. Um, we didn't even talk about how that PlayStation conference basically teased us with the GTA Five announcement at the very beginning that annoyed the crap out of everybody. Yeah, nobody likes that. How much did they have to pay to do that commercial at the beginning? Oh my gosh! All right. Summer in Mara is out this week for PC, Mac, and Switch. That's a uh, Harvest Mooney thing, right? So, mm-hmm. thanks. So. Yeah. One way heroic. Yeah. One way heroics hits the Switch. This is kind of the retroy side scrolling. You're going to the right. <laughs> Don't mess up, or else you die. If the darkness catches up to you, I think in this one. Hakoniwa Explorer Plus. I have no idea. Whatever that no is. Place. I thought we reviewed this before we started. I still don't know what this is. All right. And we talk about <laughs> The Bard's Tales coming out this week on Switch and Xbox One. And, of course, Persona 4 Golden came out today. So you can go pick that up right now on Steve. So go buy that now on Steve. Get it on Steve. Get it on Steve. Um, thanks, everybody. That's our show. I think I know what our, our title is. Get it now on Steve. <laughs> what else we got? No love for death. No love for Death Stranding? Um, only because I've heard it in other places. Oh. We're not the first ones know. to come up with that. <laughs> I'm still liking Sugarcoated Turd. I think that would oh, really God. well on the title. Marketing. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. We're here every week, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on Saturdays. Come catch us next time at twitch.tv slash rbgamer. Until next week, answer our question of the week, which is, when do you pick up new consoles? Um, we're all going to go watch uh, game announcements for the rest of the day. It's uh, fake E3, so let's go do that, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, Bye-bye. everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, wait, no. No, one thing I have to ask. What are you going to play this week? What are you going to play oh. this week? Kelly. Um, Ease Memories of Salsetta. All right. Um, Jonathan. I'm going to beat XCOM. Yeah. Josh. Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Man. I'm probably just going to play more Civ. <laughs> <laughs> I should play one of the things we talked about, but I don't remember what it is. All right. I need to play Civ with you guys after missing the last one. Yes. More Civ. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.